This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show live from Homie. Find out how they can save you money buying or selling a home. Go to homie.com. We're going to talk to David Locke here in a second, radio voice of the Utah Jazz. David's appearance every week brought to you by our friends at the Murdoch Auto Group. We'll get David's thoughts on the first three games of this uh, Jazz season and maybe get his thoughts on what's going on around the rest of the NBA as well. Uh, David uh, uh, making his Wednesday appearance here on the big show, something, Gordon, we always look forward to. Yes, we do. And I just want to thank all the the nice compliments I've been getting on my list of nicknames for jazz players. That's thank you. True. Thank That's you. Not, not true at all. <laughs> Why don't you read some of those? <laughs> well, here's one. It said, very clever list. Appreciated it. From who? Mom. No. Oh, is that the, the Twitter handle, just at M-O-M? Uh, Sven says Gordon's nicknames back to back with the not sports report. What are you trying to do to us today? <laughs> you chest a trailer. I never thought I'd be, I never thought I'd be looking forward to the not sports report as much as I am right now. <laughs> and it, and yet it under delivered. And then he says, can we, can we just get to someone suffering a horrible death? Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right, let's get out of the zone. Vote joining us now, the radio voice of the Utah Jazz, our good friend David Locke. David, what's going on, man? You know when you, like, I mean, this, this might be a reference that falls dead in Utah, but you walk in the bar, you're pretty excited, you're fired up to be there. You walk in, you see your group of buddies, you walk over and you got all this juice. And all of a sudden you realize something just happened before you got there and it's really weird. You're not sure what's going on. You feel really out of place. That's where I am right now. What the heck's going on? You're not missing anything, trust me. Uh, Gordon Gordon came up with his annual uh, list of nicknames for the jazz players and – Oh no! Let's oh, just no. say, yeah, it, really? didn't, it didn't go over. <laughs> What's that, David? Twenty twenty wasn't bad enough already. Yeah. <laughs> are there any? Are there any on this list that you think David might use? No, no guys. No, I don't. That's not, why not I said he. Well, I don't think he missed anything. Well, wait a sec. Let's be clear. I am completely purchasable. Um, and for the right I could absolutely mention things on the broadcast I don't know what this would cost me (laughs) probably a lot but yeah for instance let me give you an example like Royce O'Neal he plays dog at defense right so I said the hound what's the matter with that the hound I think I lost you there for a second sorry about that I, I don't know if I missed anything, but I did. I did lose the last thirty seconds. <laughs> again, you didn't miss a thing. Okay, so let's start our conversation all over again. You want to do the intro? You want to do the Murdoch read again? Like, how do we restart this thing? We completely derailed this whole episode. <laughs> David, brought to you by the Murdoch Auto Group. Uh, David, how are you? I am great, Jake. Great Good. to chat with you. Happy New Year. Gordon Monson, what's going on, my man? Oh, David, good to have you on, my friend. It's uh, 
How, how badly are you looking forward to 2021? Let me ask you that. Well, I am a little curious in February of 2021 when it's no better how everyone's going to be dealing with it. <laughs> Uh, aren't we all hopeful, though, eventually it will get better here in the, in the months ahead? Yeah, the alternative is really crappy. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Well. well, at least we have the NBA back up and rolling, David. And that was, uh, that was surprisingly a smooth process with the league and the players' union. Uh, not where I expected to start the interview, per se, but uh, they, they deserve a lot, of, a lot of credit for doing what they've done, not only getting this season back started, but the bubble and, and the way they've handled themselves through all of this has, has been pretty uh, admirable, in my opinion. Well, I mean, I think it leaves baseball to be the one sport with a labor dispute here, um, which is unique, which just leaves baseball being baseball. Um, no, I mean, that there have been no labor dispute, that there was no um, – that they got through this. They had no positive tests just recently. I mean, you know, the NBA feels like it's kind of this remarkable haven where things are being done. And then you have the Jazz with, what is it, 1,500 to 2,000 people in the building and – and maybe that's going to turn out to work and be a model for some other places to be able to allow some people in the arenas. You know, that, that's, you know, Green Bay somehow had, you, you know, people are desperate to go to games when they went to that Green Bay game the other night. Um, so we're seeing, you know, the outdoor stadiums seem to be easier. We're seeing our first set of indoor fans, and hopefully, hopefully we avoid anything that derails that. David, that just reminded me. I remember the good old days when you were uh, a talk show host and you used to, you were really an expert in every sport. Now that you have uh, put so much energy into basketball, do you still dive into other sports or is it, is it most, are you absorbed by your basketball world? No, I've moved to probably um, 75% basketball and 25% business owner. Um, and so I have not, like, I follow the Seahawks because my wife and daughter are huge Seahawks fans, so I'm certainly aware of what's going on with them all the time. Um, you know, the one that is interesting to me is I never got into college football this year. Stanford football is usually kind of my last um, bastion of, like, fandom where I'll go yell and scream at the television and be a nut and do all those kind of things. Um, and I didn't watch, I watched their opener against Oregon for a little while. And then I just didn't, I didn't even know. I just didn't, couldn't follow who they were playing and when they were playing and with they were playing. And so college was the one that really this year got off my uh, radar and circuit to what's going on. But no, I, I'm pretty absorbed with basketball to know it's, um, and maybe I didn't in, get into football as much this year because basketball was still going on, right. Cause of the scheduling. So, um, and then Pac-12 didn't start when it usually starts. I, I think the the biorhythm of sports fans is really out of whack right now. I was surprised to see how good the NBA ratings are, but they're you know they're beginning to get back into a regular time of year when you watch the teams. So it makes some sense. Like you may have only played five games, but we're used to playing twenty. But you're actually used to playing now. The, the one that's most interesting, all this, you know, there was all that. BS about like oh I'm not watching him anymore because the flag and I'm not well, there's no data that actually backs up any of that that grandstanding by fans what does what did back up were two things where the data showed one was if you were playing out of year your rating struggled I believe the Masters even uh, really struggled and then the other one that's been interesting is late night games are not getting as good a ratings because I think people used to, you know, got used to in COVID watching Netflix with the family and doing things or streaming shows. And so there's more competition there. But, you know, 
like the horse racing was not a political issue. They just were racing at the wrong time. And all four horse races on the Kentucky Derby circuit, like had massive, massive ratings drops, like just incredible amounts where it's so clear that like, there's just a biorhythm of when things are supposed to happen in our, in our world. And that, that they, they're all out of whack. And so I think the NBA ratings being up is a sign that we're playing at the right time again. And so that should help us. Um, and I, you know, I think college football for me just got knocked off its regular circuit and I just never engaged, but football is doing what it's supposed to do. And the numbers are, the numbers are good. Jake pointed that out uh, yesterday. I think it was Jake, didn't it? That you said that so like 70 of the top 100 uh, viewed shows on television this last year were NFL games. Yep. Wow. I mean, I'll tell you the lockdown listen numbers are way up right now. Like, so people, sports fans are still engaged. Like, there's not any drop, like, there's not any drop in sports interest in this world right now. With everything else going on, it's still there. All right, David, I want to ask you about something you tweeted about, and I need you to uh, explain this to me as the basketball simpleton that I am. But I, as I watched the, um, the Portland game and then watched the Minnesota game, it felt like the Jazz offense, that it felt like the Jazz were getting diff- uh, different shots, that, they, that Minnesota was playing the Jazz differently and the offense looked different to me. And, and they didn't play as well, obviously, in the Minnesota game. And then I saw your tweet about a make-or-miss league saying essentially the shots that they were getting were the same. Explain that to me because it didn't seem that way to my eye as I was watching those two games. So I think really what happened against Minnesota is that we turned the ball over a great deal. Um, and that was probably the real issue in that game is that we turned the ball over. And so, therefore, um, but they also the shots didn't go in. And so, you know, offenses look bad when shots don't go in and offenses look good when shots go in, which is a really, you know, I know it should be the other way around that it looks good first, but it's not how it works. Like you just, you know, if you go, so what I, what I, there is a data point that's out there. Um, it's a second spectrum data point called QSQ, which is quantified shot quality. And I was able to talk to someone who had access and our QSQ asked uh, for the Portland game and the Minnesota game was basically the same. And what QSQ takes in is, where the shot's taken, and then how open the shot is. It doesn't have anything to do with who the player is, but our players are the same. So when you do it from team, uh, when you look at that data point for the same teams, it's actually a really good data point. You're looking at, you know, Charlotte versus Boston might not be as good a data point because team, their average shooters might not be the same. But so what it said is that in Minnesota and in Portland, we got the same quality of shots in each game. They just went in in one and didn't go in in the other. David, uh, Mike Conley seems like he's comfortable in what he's doing on the floor now for the Jazz. Looked terrific the other night against OKC. Uh, what kind of difference will this make if he does this consistently? Well, he's been superb, and, and he's been superb in, in a lot of ways, like 50-50 balls, and then, you know, as teams pull Rudy out of the middle, the rebounding is it's really important for us to get rebounding help, and so when Royce O'Neal goes and grabs, what was it, 13 boards the other day and then 10 boards the other day from uh, Mike Conley. I mean, those are really, like, pretty important uh, moments in time uh, for us because Rudy's getting pulled out of the middle, and so, therefore, you you have to get that kind of help. So that grittiness is as much as he and Rudy right now are magical together. Like, I don't know what, it, what happened, but... 
Remember that? This was this awkward pick and roll that looked like it started to work last year in the in the bubble. I remember doing a film breakdown of, of Mike waiting for Rudy. There's a play the other night where Mike waits for Rudy in the pick and roll, and he actually fakes two passes. I think he fakes a pass and then actually makes the, the second faked pass to Rudy, if I remember correctly, or he lays it up and in. I'm not sure which. Now I think about it, but there was, if you remember that play, he, he, he comes in, he dribbles, and he waits for Rudy to come through. Well, last year there was always this problem that Mike would drive and Rudy was too far behind him, and so there was no passing angle and he had to put up that floater. Like, that was just such a sign of Mike beginning to understand how to use Rudy. And then the other part of it is we are getting – these wide, open, off-the-bounce three-point shots off the pick-and-roll. And Mike got three of them the other night where he and Rudy are just playing up top. And and in the, I went back and watched him. In the case of the Oklahoma City Thunder, they were jumping to what I would call the top side of the pick. They were almost jumping above Rudy to deny Mike Coffey off the pick. And as they committed that, Rudy would just brilliant footwork would kind of rotate his pick so it's now facing the other direction, and Mike would come back to his right hand for two dribbles, and this guy would be Velcroed to Rudy's chest and completely incapable of getting free, and then Mike would get a wide-open three, and he hit two of the three. So to me, like, I'm just seeing this great connection between Mike and Rudy right now that we didn't – that was really the opposite of what we saw last year, and that's that's – yeah, that gives the Jazz a lot. I, I can't imagine as many pick-and-roll combinations that are having more success than those two right now. And I love your breakdown there, David. Uh, that's that's really observant of you, and it's so valuable to a team, I think. Yeah, I mean, well, I don't know. Um, I don't know if I, if it's uh, if, if my breakdown's that good, but having multiple pick-and-roll ball handlers who can connect are good. Rudy's screening is, you know, really truly amazing um so i mean that's a huge part of this is this is how great rudy is david i know we saw the suns a couple of times in the preseason but they're back in town uh tomorrow do you have the suns in the playoffs so when i just ran my analytics on the suns they came out as the number one offensive team in the entire nba this year by a pretty good amount um actually entire western conference i don't think i think the nets might have been the number one in the whole NBA, but um, so I do have them, and I did have them in the playoffs. And I probably had them high up just running my analytics. After watching them in the preseason, I was concerned about them. I thought they were lacking um, a little punch, and last night would prove otherwise. Uh, they did a lot last night without Chris Paul and without Devin Booker, having a very big impact on things. So. To me, that last night win over New Orleans, and I do, and I like New Orleans too. They made New Orleans look awful, but more importantly, you know, they did it without Devin Booker and without Chris Paul dominating. So if they can get that much from Cam Johnson and Mikel Bridges and Jay Crowder was brilliant in the first half, that that changes the dynamic of who they are. But it also might be why my numbers had them as the number one offensive team in the league in the West by a large margin. David Donovan Mitchell, 14 of 46 over the last couple of games. Is this anything to be concerned about, or is it the kind, the quality of shot he's taking, or is it, is it just the shooters going through undulations as they move through the games? So I'm not going to ever be concerned about Donovan because he's just that 
you know, what we saw in the fourth quarter is that real and that kind of impressive. So I don't think there's any reason to be concerned. Um, there are two things that are leading to this. So the off-the-bounce three, which is what he hit 50% of the time and was such a key to his success in the bubble. I mean, he shot 51% in the bubble. And, you know, I think you have to be really nervous. I've said this a lot about playoff numbers because you're only playing the same team, particularly when you only play one round. And so a certain team might give you certain looks that other people aren't. Um, but he shot that off-the-bounce three. He is not – I think he's about two of 17 on it right now or something like that, three of 17. Um, so that shot's not going in. And then he's not as good around the rim right now as he has been in years past. So that he'll fix. I'm not worried about that. And he'll get the off the bat. He'll get hot here in a little bit. You know, he's going to – what I think is maybe we've learned is he's not going to go do what Dane Lillard did in his ninth year in the league, which is go shoot 40% on the off the bounce three and become – you know, that's how Dane became a 30-point-a-night scorer. It's going to take a little longer than year four for Donovan to do that. Um, and, again, Dane did it, I think, his eighth or ninth. But, it, you know, can he get up to 36% on the off-the-bounce three? That's the number you're going to try to hope he gets to. Um, that makes him really special. His opening years, it was, he was at 31-32. And so, can he get to 36? The other thing I would say on Donovan, and I've been kind of a broken record about this, and this is where maybe Mike Conley playing well is really important, or Joe Ingles playing well. Donovan is truly one of the great catch-and-shoot guys on our in our roster um, and one of the great catch-and-shoot guys in the league. I think he's, you know, if you run the numbers, he's about top five or six over the last three years. And so the more we can get him some catch-and-shoot opportunities, I think would help him out where other people are creating it. Quinn did a pretty great job of getting him, when Lou Dort was digging into him the other night, getting him off the ball. You know, if you go back and watch most of those points that Donovan scores late in the game when he scores 12 straight, I think almost all of them are coming off an advantage created by a pick or something before he gets the ball. And that was a great adjustment by Quinn in that game. David, thank you as always for dropping by. We appreciate you, and we'll uh, be listening tomorrow night. Okay. Good to talk to you, David. <laughs> well, it sounded like his phone gave out at the at the right time there. We it was kind of giving him some problems throughout that interview. Yeah, but, a little bit, uh, a little bit in and out. But uh, yeah, no, I appreciate David jumping on, uh, and, and always interesting to get uh, to get his perspective. I, I still think there was a, there was definitely a difference in the shots that they were getting um, in the Minnesota game as opposed to the Portland game. I get I yeah. get the the stat that he was referencing, but I, I still. You know, Minnesota played a more high-pressure brand of defense that I thought did. Um, you know, the Jazz are going to have to figure out a better way to adapt to. Yeah, my my eyes told me the same story yours did. No, and that's why I wanted to ask, excuse yeah. me, David, about it because sometimes uh, the, the numbers are a little bit more of a sober way to look at it uh, as we get caught up in what we think we see and what we don't. So appreciate uh, David jumping on with us. We are live today at Homey. Stay tuned. We'll have another great moment from the past year of the big show uh, coming up next. But uh, until then, Katie jumps on with us once again from Homey. Thanks for jumping on with us. Yeah, good to, good to be here. I always love your guys' view. It's weird. It's, it's dark uh, already. It is. But... It gets dark so early, which I guess is good if you're looking at Christmas lights. But Christmas is over, so... Now it's time for it to be summer, right? That's Absolutely. how it works. It, it should work that way. But it, it a reminder of what a beautiful place we live. And, uh, you know, I, I saw some of the census stuff. I mean, we are growing. And, uh, you know, people, it's a, it's a good time to think about buying or selling a home. Yeah, it's a great time to think about buying or selling a home or just refinancing and getting to save money. But it's definitely Utah is 
is definitely growing in one of the biggest states. Um, and Homie's here to help throughout the whole process and to help with all that growth and to make homeownership easy and affordable for everyone. You know, because as, as uh, you know, price of homes and those things go, I mean, we're talking about you can save our listeners lots and lots of money throughout the whole process. Exactly. And um, I've talked a little bit about, um, especially with Hans and Scotty, um, about my sister-in-law. I, I helped them. Um, I was actually able to be their realtor and, and help them um, buy a home. And we were able to save them. They sold with us. They bought with us. They re- they got a loan through us. So all together, they were able to save about $40,000. Wow, 40K. is amazing. So um, great for them. They're getting ready to welcome a new baby next month. And so now they've got a new home right. to welcome their, their, their growing family into. And um, we're excited for them. And that cannot just be, it's not the friends, friend, you know, friends and family discount. It's the everybody. We're all homies here. We're all here to help you guys save money. So all those, those savings are attainable by definitely everyone that uses Homie. Get started. Homie.com. That's incredible. I mean, that's an incredible amount of money. It, it's any wonder you guys are growing so fast because that, that, that is difference, life difference making money to pretty much everybody. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. Check it out. Homie.com. That's homie.com. Thanks, Katie. Thank you. All right. We'll have more Big Show coming up next. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. If you missed yesterday's uh, sounds uh, uh, of various uh, clips, then you will know exactly what we're talking about right now. But that is definitely appointment radio, isn't it? Big Show, time for Drop of the Day, also known as Sounds of Various Clips, brought to you today by Syringa Networks, home to complete business telecom and IT solutions, backed by an industry-leading SLA that guarantees the uptime your business needs. It's effective communication for 21st century Utah. Get started now at syringanetworks.net. Austin, uh, for Drop of the Day uh, this week, we've been playing old kind of segments. More than usual, our, our Drop of the Day usually is you know, uh, shorter or doing more kind of what was yesterday's Austin, like five or six minute yeah. uh, uh, segments. Uh, some of off Austin's favorite moments. Is there is there anything that we need to set this uh, today's entry? Because Gordon and I don't know. So yeah. how should we set this up today? Austin? Uh, I will say uh, the, the setup. I'll just say this. Uh, hang in there because the payoff is worth the uh, bumpy intro. OK. All right. I can't wait to hear it. Here we go. Real quick. I'll fit this one in. And I'm a little bit hesitant to do so, but there's a, uh, did you see the story about that Portland gentleman's club that, uh, is now having its, uh, its, uh, employees deliver meals? No, no, didn't see that. Not surprised you did though. <laughs> Not surprised well, at all. Well, as I've told you guys a thousand times, what is the definition of news? Uh, something that is extraordinary. That which is extraordinary. Uh, how is and this I've, that? I've never. Lots not, of people. I, I, lots of people are are figuring out different ways to help out society. Why is this one particularly relevant? Uh, because it's not. It's because? not every day. Because it's not every day that you see a gentleman's club who's having its dancers deliver meals. And there's a there, there's a name for it, but I, I don't know whether I should say the no name. delay. I, uh, I, Please. I noticed that uh, Little Caesars is now delivering, Gordon. How come that didn't make it onto the list? Like, uh, oh, started three months ago. Yeah, now that's extraordinary because they usually don't deliver. We've had and 15 now, Gordon's lists. Now are they, they're delivering as a company. I mean, how, how has that not made the list? 
Well, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, unlike you two, I've never been to a gentleman's club, so I I'm not sure how it all works. But now they're coming out and actually delivering uh, food to those who order up, uh, you know, some. Uh, Gordon, did I ever tell you about the time that I was playing high lie in the Philippines, and uh, I had um, it was my serve to get the seventh point to get the victory, and boy, did I! With zing- the king of pressure, yeah, right? I, I just zung that thing right in there. It was really one of the highlights of my athletic career. <laughs> well, I'm I'm happy I'm happy for that. Uh, however, my story was true. Yours is not. It's so. true. I swear. I can't believe my friends would say. <laughs> That I did not play High Lie in the Philippines on March 23rd, 1997. I dare you to find somebody. That, I'll, I'll bet you five grand right now that I did that. All right. So if you're listening to our show, I, I want to speak to you momentarily, not to, not to Jake, not to Austin. I want to speak to you, the listener, okay? Doesn't it bug you that when you, when you have that friend who constantly exaggerates, who is his middle name is hyperbole, you know, doesn't that really get on your nerves after a while? <laughs> you need to have someone you can trust. You need to have someone that when they tell a story, sure, it's a riveting story. It's very interesting. It's got all the details in it, but you know it's true. That's the kind of guy you want to hang out with. Thank you. You know, Gordon, the, the shot I won it with, it was called a chula. It's where the ball is it's played very soft off the front wall, but very high. And I, I just had the touch on that thing, and I, I won ten grand. I mean, it was, it was great. Bet on myself. Hmm. All right. Well, uh, we'll have to uh, <laughs> review that a little more. I believe carefully. I did it left-handed, though, so it's not as cool. <laughs> Uh, because the left is Did my I, dominant hand. Have I told you guys the story about how when I was uh, on a very elaborate miniature golf course, and you know they have the nineteenth, the uh, eight, on the eighteenth hole, they have uh, an extra uh, difficult, uh, you know, challenge, and if you hit it just right, then they give you like uh, a lifetime uh, free pass for that uh, particular. Uh, mini golf course. So I, I came to the 18th uh, hole, and you had to. It, there was this itty bitty little ramp that went up into a clown, a clown's nose, and there were all kinds of difficulties, swirling things that got in the way, and I, uh, I just hit, <laughs> hit it, and it avoided all the trouble. And it went right up that itty bitty little ramp straight into the clown's nose. Why would anybody possibly care about this? <laughs> because it was, it's another phenomenal, unlikely but phenomenal story. Okay, first of all, it's not. <laughs> Second of all, we're not going to ever get that five minutes back. And third, did you just one up my fictional high life story? Did that just happen? That's a good story. I don't think I can that top really that. Really, just happened? That's a new record. Wow, Gordon. You are something. <laughs> Your fictional high lie story. You still one up it. That ain't nothing, Jake. I was at this very elaborate, very exclusive miniature golf course. <laughs> I was I was so shocked to find out that story you told wasn't true. A mini golf flex. Uh-huh. By the way, mini golf flex. It was it was hey. one of those deals where it was impossible. It was an impossible shot. Five, that's for right. five year old birthday parties. How impossible could it be? <laughs> and it was 
It was impossible, and it went straight in the nose, and I and I won the thing. Impossible because it didn't happen. It did happen. <laughs> yeah, it and did. it was the first time I ever went miniature golfing. That okay. was the thing that was so surprising. You, you heard my highlight story, and you're like, God, i got to make up something better fast. <laughs> I couldn't make something like that up. Yes, you could. <laughs> so easily. Oh, man. You were making that stuff. See, this is what I worry about, Jake. You're a really good liar. Because oh, that you, sounded so so real. It did. Did it? <laughs> did oh, it sound man. real? It did? <laughs> and I didn't appreciate the fact that you were taking bits and pieces all the stories I've told you through the years and, and putting them in, mixing that into your fictional story. I, the whole thing uh, is kind of offensive to me. Offensive? Oh, okay. that's fine. <laughs> Sorry I offended you, you, Gordon. No, you did that on purpose. Yeah. Well, You're ridiculing the, the true stories I've told. I find a lot of portions of this show offensive a lot of times. You know, the whole... <laughs> The whole left-handed thing, really, that one got me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. I, I, in and fact, bet, I would, and, bet, I, and betting, betting $5,000, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, that that was thing. you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that happened. <laughs> Offensive, though. Like, can we start? Because I found this, uh, the not sports report today, pretty offensive. <laughs> it's, it was a matter of pronunciation. That's all. Offensive. Nothing. Still, no. I was just talking about a planet, I, and, and and the the. It just sounds funny when you say the name, but it wasn't meant to be offensive. Most of Chester Shadow's appearance on the show, I find offensive. Most. <laughs> name Most me one that wasn't. Yeah. Well, that one I said today accidentally made to be at the top of the it's list. It's the but again, only time that you've ever said one no, of those accidentally. Accidentally. It's true. Not true. No, Not true. it it's really is quite true. Because all the other ones are <laughs> in between them. Right. Little <laughs> snickers true. and right. elbow jabs. How many moons are around that planet, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's so true. And so unbelievably offensive. But we did have a segment from from November that I saved, but I only labeled it microwaves. Do oh. either of you have a guess? Jeez. It was just last nope, month. No I have no idea what it's about. So. I don't know. I know should all we, of Hans's condos have very nice microwaves. Yeah, that's true. Should we take a chance and just play it? No, it's like 12 minutes. We don't have time oh. for that. Okay. But we went 12 minutes on microwaves. It's been a great year. <laughs> been a t- yeah. real terrific one. Just put and that work. was and that was in November, by the way, when sports were going on. And you imagine what yes. uh, what you could have saved from July. Do you think uh, Do you think that when you heat something up in the microwave, as opposed to heating it up in the oven, that it tastes worse? This sounds like that's what that segment was probably. That was might really. be how it started. I think it had well, something to do with hot pockets. To be fair. yeah, and I got to tell you guys, I had my first hot pocket the other day. Well, yeah, I did. I went ahead. Uh, uh, Lisa got them for me, and uh, she got the steak and cheese and the pepperoni one. And I had the steak and cheese and wasn't overly impressed. Uh, I, I, I'm hoping for better days ahead. The the pepperoni is comfort food. You can't go wrong with that one. Yeah, and, and by the way, why are you criticizing Austin's primary source of nutrition? I and, mean, it's, it, of course you went to the elitism steak and cheese yeah, flavor. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Gordon's Red going, meat in my Going into pocket. a hot pocket expecting a filet. Was you guys it on a the... platter with a silver dome? <laughs> was it white glove service for you? 
Do you guys use the sleeve thing that comes with it, or you just blow that off? Uh, you have to use the sleeve thing to get the right temperature of the meat. No, I know, but I'm talking about to to uh, hold it afterward because it's hot, right? Oh, I no, see. Do you, you know? You take the sleeve off of it. The sleeve's for yeah. cooking it. The, the pocket, I discard the pocket and just enjoy the hot. All right. I, still, I still can't. Gordon, what were you expecting from a hot pocket? I mean, you're coming out underwhelmed. I mean, it's not... Well, you know, if you're expecting Ruth's Chris, that's not what you're getting with the old steak and cheese. <laughs> well, you guys made it sound like it was a staple. It was one of the they are five they're basic really food good. groups. They are really good. Okay, well, so in the future, which one's the best? The pepperoni. The pepperoni okay. is the best. or the meatball mozzarella. Right. But but if you're going to compare the pepperoni hot pocket to uh, you know the the Uno's in Chicago or something like that, then <laughs> don't eat the hot pocket. Little Nero's in Rome is much better. Yeah, dude. right. That's what I'm saying. And they do, boy. They do get hot, don't they? They are hot. <laughs> All right. Next well, week, Gordon tries cereal. <laughs> no, I bet a lot of our listeners have never tried a hot pocket. A, no, there's no. There's not a chance. I defy you to find a listener who's never had a hot pocket. <laughs> really? Well, Katie said club. she's never had a hot wow. pocket. Wow. about that? Yeah. Well, yeah. all right. Uh, we'll have more coming up next. Stay tuned. It is The Big Show. We are live from Homie. Find out what they can do for you. Go to homie.com. More next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It's time for the big show to predict the winners and losers of the NFL. This is the Big Show Survivor Pool on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Uh, I heard the I heard the music in the production and I just, my heart sank like oh <laughs> got to do this again. Is this a, is this the last time? Uh, regular season? Are we well, doing it in the playoffs? I, I, my vote is no. <laughs> I, I don't know what you guys <laughs> want to say about that, but I. This is I mean, your baby, Jake. I, this I is your you. idea. I admitted this a long time ago that it was a terrible idea, <laughs> and I regret the the moment I proposed it. And and why didn't either one of you just say no? Say no, that was stupid. <laughs> does, does somebody amongst us uh, owe us a, an incriminating audience? No, we didn't no. do this last week. No, so. we didn't last oh. week. We we took All a break, right. blessedly, for the. I paid up the week prior. But. Yes, Austin did pay up the the week prior, but uh, it's Survivor Pool, the final. I week. way overreacted there. I'm sorry. <laughs> We need to save that for Tuesdays and Thursdays <laughs> in, in specific. Uh, but uh, we, we do. Uh, uh, it started out the segment as the survivor pool. Like if, if you lose, you're out. But I lost week one. So it, and it, week three and week. Yeah, it really didn't get this whole bit. And off week to six. A, a good start. So then we're we and week we just, 11. We just continued. And if you lose, you have to record incriminating audio. Who has had the most wrong answers, by the way? Uh, you. You're the clubhouse leader uh, with uh, four. Let's see. Gordon has one, two, three, three. And I have three now. So. And Gordon's were all in a row, right? Didn't Gordon had a three-week <laughs> uh, in a row yeah. streak, yeah. Had a bit of a slump there. Uh, yeah. Struggled with. Yeah, the the struggle is real. All right. Well, <laughs> let's uh, let's. Geez. Oh, excuse me. Gordon's had four losses. I thought Gordon had that. That's he had Packers on week eight. I forgot that one. Yeah. So you've your incriminating audios have been this. I like wearing socks with sandals. I love LA. 
I think Greg Ostertag should be in the NBA Hall of Fame. It's pronounced Porsche. <laughs> that one's the, that one's Jake's the best have one. been. You know, Gordon's right. I do have bad taste in music. Wait, you're supposed to wash your underwear? Magic Johnson is pound for pound the best point guard who ever lived. Hey, I'm Jake Scott, and I'm the newest Wahoo. And uh, mine have been. I have pierced nipples. I eat out of the garbage. I way overreacted there. I'm sorry. So. I eat out of the garbage. So you're you're both at four <laughs> losses. I'm at three losses. Here we go. <laughs> Everyone has lost, actually. Uh-huh. The, oh, we're man. We're all losers. <laughs> all right. You, uh, well, what's, what's your favorite item to pull out of the garbage when you eat? Hot pocket. <laughs> Delicious hot pocket. <laughs> all right. Well, here we go. And I, I'm not sure. I'm going to. Gordon, why don't you why don't you start? Okay. I'll go. I don't, do not believe I have picked the Colts this season. You have. I have? Yeah, you picked the Colts back in. Oh, God, where is it? Week. Oh, God. Da, 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 da. It's written See, down here Jake, that you picked the Jake Colts. Jake picked the Colts. Week I've one. That was the one I lost. Yeah. Uh, Against the Jaguars, by the way, which is their uh, opponent. This Gordon, week. you picked the Colts in week three, September 24th. Did I really? They won, so. I picked yeah, the Colts well. that day as well. And so. uh, I've picked the Vikings, right? Because yeah, they lost yeah, yeah. to the Cowboys. Let's see. Have I picked the Ravens? You have. Um, boy, it's getting slim pickings it now, is. isn't it? Yeah. I've picked the Packers. Yep. Uh, they lost. What? <laughs> no, some of the most obvious. I guess have I, I've picked the Bucks too, haven't I? Yes, you have. I've picked the Titans. You have? <laughs> What's left? <laughs> I don't know. Keep going. Uh, let's see. Have you selected yeah. the Bengals? <laughs> no, you haven't. What about the Lions? The Mighty Lions. They're on the board for you. The have Giants. I picked, have I picked the, the Cowboys? I don't think he has. Nope. No Cowboys. I might be that forced. Might be your one. Have I picked the Patriots? Uh, yes, you have. Oh, man. I am so messed over here. Um, wow, you know, this one thing I was looking at it says, that, are the Browns really a 10-point favorite over Pittsburgh? Yeah, Pittsburgh's resting almost yeah, they're, everybody. They're already in, yeah. And, oh, and the Browns I mean, have to win to get in the playoffs, so. Okay, well, I'll pick the Browns then. <laughs> Go Steelers. You know the Browns lost to the Jets last week, right? And, yeah, I know. But... And this is the revenge match for Mason Rudolph. Ah, that's right. Yeah, but it, but it's Mason Rudolph. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's the Browns. <laughs> uh, Good luck. Heck? I'll take a play. <laughs> I don't have a lot to pick from. It's either the Cowboys or the Browns. I'll go with the Browns. Jake? All right. Now, I may need a refresher as to uh, if I've picked these. I think I've picked Baltimore, have I not? You have not taken the Ravens. Oh, I will take the Ravens over so the Ravens over the Bungles. Remember all those times that you were making fun of me for picking other teams <laughs> than the, the best teams in the league? Yeah. Uh-huh. It's, this is why. Yeah. So Jake's well, got, got the Ravens. Gordon's got the Browns. I have not taken the Saints this season, and I kind of feel like they might just park it this weekend anyway, but they're playing the Panthers, 
who don't want to win. So I'll take the Saints over the right. Panthers. I think Gordon's got the best chance at a loss this week, don't I you? I do. I'm, yeah. I'm there. I'm second, likely, but there's no chance the Bungles are beating the Ravens. So. No, not a. No, that's not happening. Who yeah. who's even playing quarterback for the Bungles right now? I don't know. Uh, the guy for the Rams, I just learned his name, John Wolford. Well, he was playing in the in the AAF was he? recently, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, he was. Let's see. The Bengals' starting quarterback is Ryan Finley? Oh, I have it have here. you heard uh, of him? Last week when they – well, let's see. Is this last week? Did they play the Texans last week? Brandon Allen was their quarterback last week. Oh, oh and Finley was the week prior. Yeah. Kevin Hogan is on the roster. Oh, uh, wow. <laughs> really, uh, really terrific. Yeah, okay, I'm feeling good about the Ravens then. Yeah, you should. You should. I am so in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. I, I Well, the Browns are a big favorite, and, and Austin's right. Pittsburgh's not playing anybody. So, so we will either have a three-way tie at the end of this thing, if I lose and you both win, or one of you could possibly – be the champion of the losers you know if well, we have it won't weeks. be jake it won't be jake why you're smooth because you're smooth you're gonna win that oh, I mean, okay. come on well if we have a three-way tie <laughs> i, I feel Jake's like had some bad luck this year i have i mean the the jets beat me and the jets beat me this year. <laughs> uh so, <laughs> so actually i might put some money or skittles i mean on the Bengals this weekend yeah right because that that certainly could happen but i i feel like if there's a three-way tie i i kind of feel like we have to carry it into the playoffs okay if uh, I think we can agree, if there's a three-way tie, if we've all ended up with four losses at the end of this weekend, we will do a playoff version of this Hell on Earth segment. I kind of feel like we have to, unfortunately. I'm with you. Mm. All right, we're here. <laughs> should we do this in the NBA, too? Huh? No, oh. no, we should not. No, absolutely not. Uh, we're here at Homie. Find out what they can do for you at uh, Homie.com. And we've talked uh, uh, so much today, Katie, about uh, you know why Homie is great for our listeners. Uh, let's talk a little bit about why Homie is a great place to work. Yeah, we're one of the fastest growing companies in the U.S. right now. We just got, uh, we just won the award for one of the top 25 fastest growing companies wow, in the U.S. Wow, congratulations. So we're growing growing quite rapidly we're not only in utah but we're in five other states as well so now we're in arizona las vegas colorado and soon to be idaho so we're we're growing pretty rapidly um and i've talked a lot about my journey to homey and and how i became an agent here um and and my journey from being a realtor that's a traditional realtor to coming and joining the homey team and um it was the best decision I've ever made. I'll, I'll just say that. And um, it's definitely helped me grow a lot. And it's definitely been able to help me help my family and my friends been able to save money. Um, so if you're out there and you're an agent that's just looking for a new transition, a new um, breath of fresh air, a, a great place to work and a great place to feel like you're part of something better that's really making home ownership easy and affordable for all, come on, come on and join Homey. We're, we're hiring like crazy right now. We're, we'd love to have you on our team. And head over to homie.com slash careers and we can help you out. So homie.com slash careers. And, and we hit this when we're talking about what you can do for our listeners too, that, uh, you know, when you're dealing with homie, you're dealing with agents. I mean, people yeah. out there will say, 
whatever it is they say you don't get the same service or whatever but you're dealing with agents yeah we're licensed realtors here we've we've got a ton of experience on all of our customer side and so we'd love to have some more experienced agents come join our team and and help us be the best brokerage in utah all right homie.com slash careers homie.com slash careers and of course you can save our listeners thousands if they're buying or selling or even refinancing their home yep we're here to save help help your listeners save as much money as they possibly can you guys are very good at it thank you katie Thank you. All right, homie.com. And if you're interested, homie.com slash careers. That's homie.com slash careers. More next on The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 of The Zone. Wrapping up a big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Big thanks to uh, the crew here at Homie for hosting us. They are great. Find out what they can do for you. They can save you thousands. Go to homie.com. Gordon, uh, wrapping up the final show of the year. How about that? That feels a little weird. Yeah, that is, that is uh, strange to think about. But I think a lot of people are looking ahead to 2021. And, uh, yeah, it'll probably take a while before we get back to a more normal type of situation. But I'm looking forward to the future. Uh, Fair fair enough to say. I mean, we've had a lot of interesting conversations over the past year, Jake. And uh, that's, uh, well, it's a tribute to you and Austin and and coming up with the the topics. But they've been far-reaching this year, all kinds of stuff to talk about beyond just uh, balls and strikes and uh, three-pointers and touchdowns. So what are you doing? What, what's your plan for the for the new year, Gordon? You're going to you're going to pop some champagne or, or what's what's New Year's usually look like around the Monson household? Uh, well, usually we have, you know, and typically we have friends over and whatnot. But to, this time around, it's going to be just those in the house and uh, we will uh, we'll celebrate uh, the new year and hope for a better future on a whole lot of levels. How about you? You're going to. Uh, you're a parent now. You probably just go to bed, right? Yeah, nothing is is exactly, and and that's not pandemic related either. You, I think we fell asleep <laughs> at ten last night, or last. You just, uh, last you just year. watch you watch the thing on TV and no. go to bed, or do you skip the whole thing? Uh, we, I think we tried to stay up and watch a movie last time, and just didn't uh, didn't quite make it. But it, it, believe it or not, you New Year's Eve used to be my very favorite holiday, and now I do uh-huh. nothing. So, do you greet the new year with uh, with Naz? Do you uh, you know? Do you give her a hug or a kiss or uh, you know whatever? Uh, if I'm awake, sure. <laughs> but as I okay, told you last year, too... last year we didn't make it. Just fell asleep. Huh? That's what I said. Well, yeah. Just fell asleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, however, however you want to do it, we hope everybody has. A safe and, and a happy uh, New Year celebration. We none of us want to know what what wild Chestery thing you get up to at midnight. So I, I'm not going <laughs> to ask you that. No, it's pretty pretty tame. And uh, but but I love being around the people I love. So I will spend the transition from 20 to 21 uh, in that fashion. All right, Gordon. I'll talk to you on Monday, you, buddy. But one last thing: you didn't have you you, you didn't uh, you didn't appreciate my nicknames for jazz players this year. It just didn't resonate with you at all. Well, what do you mean about this year? <laughs> 
come on. But a few of them were, I think, catchy. Which one? No. <laughs> Uh, I won't drag you through it again, but I, I thought there were at least a handful of goodies in there, but apparently you didn't think so. Well, so you'll have to continue to try them out through the year, and we'll see what sticks. Okay. I'll, right. I'll see if I can get you to come along. Happy New Year to everybody out there. We'll talk to you in 2021. It's the Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We'll take a cup of kindness yet for a 